Welcome to the Daily Standard Podcast. I'm Eric Felton. We're joined today by Rudy Maxa, Public Radio's original savvy traveler, host of Rudy Maxa's World, seen on PBS stations nationwide. We're going to talk to him about the terror attacks in England and how that affects travel. Uh, But before we do that, we're going to talk about the Dollar Shave Club. They don't mess around with 14-blade razors and magic lubrication strips or other silly shave technology. You can enjoy your first month with the Dollar Shave Club for just $5 with free shipping included. Just go to dollarshaveclub.com slash weeklystandard. Rudy, welcome to the Daily Standard Podcast. Nice to be here, Eric. This attack in in England over the weekend really cut home because the one time I visited Borough Market was a year ago with my family when we had the good fortune of you showing us around Borough Market. It's a favorite place of yours. Tell us about Borough Market. A lot of people have heard about it because of the terror attack but don't really know anything about it. Well, you're absolutely right. This will be the first time many Americans have heard about it. It's it's not a market that a lot of visitors know about unless someone tells them. I mean, it is in guidebooks, but it's a, people think it's another market. It's, in fact, on the site of where the original Roman market was when the Romans founded London. Uh, so it's historically been a market for, for hundreds of years. Uh, and it's it's a combination of food vendors. You can just stand up and eat your lunch. I mean, there are dozens of places you can uh, – dozens of uh, – booths where you can buy food from all different uh, parts of the world, as well as greengrocers and cheesemongers and fishmongers. And it's just a great place to visit. And I find a lot of Americans don't even know it's there. Unfortunately, we now know it is. And probably people will be less willing to go and visit than they might otherwise have been. (sighs) Yes, although people like to slow down for car accidents. I hate to be flippant about it, but... uh, People might want to go see where it was. The market only really is in full operation Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Um, There's much less operation on on those other days. So uh, if you're going, that's when to go. I mean, I would would go in a heartbeat. I mean, I would go for different reasons than to see where several people were stabbed, of course. But it's surrounded by office buildings. The Shard, that you know, distinctive new, relatively new tower, is half a block away. So it's very busy. Uh, at lunch because a lot of office workers come there and and there are visitors as well. It's right by London Bridge, as we sadly know as well. Um, Which is where this attack started over the weekend. With uh, And these are places, London Bridge, and then, of course, the attack on uh, Westminster Bridge back March 22nd. Those are places where a lot of tourists go. Um, A lot of tourists walk across from where the... uh, the London Eye is across the Parliament, uh, over to Parliament, sure. Westminster. Um, to what extent are terrorists, do you think, attacking just Britain or France when the attacks are in France? And to what extent are they attacking tourism, travel, the notion of people going where they want to go, enjoying a, a, a culture that's not their own? I think it's more the latter um, because terrorists are always looking for numbers. They want body count. And so they're going to go where there are a lot of people and you have a lot of tourists who aren't particularly looking for trouble. You know, if you live in Paris and these days, unfortunately, London, you, you might keep your eye out a little more sharply than a tourist would because a tourist generally doesn't know what's going on around him or her or what's normal to be going on. But then again, when a, a car or a truck comes up on a sidewalk on a bridge, you can't prepare for that no matter how observant and careful you're being. They just want numbers. And so they're going to go where, where there are crowds. And they want people to stop traveling because it hurts the economy of the country. 
So what do you do as a as a tourist if you're if you're in London you you don't want to not go to the places no. where there are going to be crowds. I don't think there's anything you can do to plan your trip differently. For example, if if 22 years ago I had said, "Hey Eric, uh, this is really important that I get this document to the um, to Oklahoma City to the government building." You wouldn't have hesitated to take it for a moment for me if if you had the wherewithal to do it or the you know the desire to do it or willingness to do it. But, you know, that day 168 people were killed because, you know, a crazy American, it wasn't, uh, you know, some religious fanatic, was mad and backed up a truck filled with uh, fertilizer explosives and blew the front off the Oklahoma City uh, Federal Building. So you can't plan it. It's all random. You're the World Trade Center. Who wasn't going to go up to the top of the tower of the World Trade Center? It's all random. So if you're going to go to London, you want to go to the Borough Market, go to the Borough Market. So are there – have we learned anything about – how to react if yes. you're a traveler when something bad happens. Yes. Go the other direction. Um, sometimes there are two bombs. The first bomb attracts a lot of attention. People rush forward to either help or, or gawk. And that second bomb will claim more lives. So, I mean, generally try to avoid crowds. When I see, I remember I was in London very recently, and there were a bunch of people protesting something in front of the Saudi embassy. I don't know what they're protesting, but I didn't. I made a point of not going over to see what they're protesting. Just stay away from it. Stay, and it's hard to stay away from crowds if you're going to public, I mean, very popular public places in cities. I mean, if you come to Washington, you go to the Smithsonian, you know, uh, or the Washington Monument. Uh, but don't. Put yourself in harm's way unnecessarily. And there, are, there is travel insurance that can get you out of a country quickly if there's a, a terroristic episode. But tra- talking about travel insurance is a whole other podcast. But if you go to a, a site that lets you choose, lets you examine travel insurance policies side by side, you'll see which ones cover terrorism. The, I, I speak specifically with a site called insuremytrip.com. Insuremytrip.com will give you charts of what different companies offering travel insurance offer and how they treat terrorism can be slightly different or maybe they don't treat it at all. The State Department has to make a determination Americans are in danger. Then they'll fly you home on their expense. Uh, So that's a good way to prepare if you're really nervous about that. So speaking of flying, the security necessary to protect us from terrorism has ruined the experience of flying is the security that is going to grow up around these further incidents, ongoing incidents, going to ruin the travel experience writ large? I don't think so. It's difficult to answer. You know, a lot of this, they call a lot of this stuff a security theater. It really is there to make the bad guys think twice about trying to do something. Um, regular flyer. I mean, I fly all the time, and I don't find security to be difficult. But then again, I signed up for the faster line, you know, uh, TSA pre or global. What is right, because you global travel entry. all the time. Right, uh, and I, I don't find it as difficult as it used to be. I think the TSA has got better at speeding people through. Um, what can you do? You can't check people. You can't check cars crossing the London Bridge or uh, or. or people going into the borough market to see if they're carrying knives. You can't do it. You know, once when a plane went down, I asked a pilot what he tells people. And, you know, I used to always say, well, you know, your odds of getting electrocuted in your bath or, or killed by a donkey are literally greater to the average American than dying in a plane crash. And a plane, went, a Swiss airplane went down. And I asked this, what do, what do I tell people? I'm, I was doing a travel show at the time on the radio. And he said, tell them no one gets to choose when they're going to die. You can't not do something because you might die. You shouldn't. If that were true, you would never leave your house. 
because crossing a street runs a risk. So take a deep breath, live your life, be I mean, I'm not suggesting you hop on a plane and go to Iraq or Syria or Iran right now. Well, Iran, okay, but Iraq and Syria or Afghanistan. But live your life. Just understand things happen. You can't plan it. And there's no reason to shortchange yourself by over-worrying. Rudy Maxa, host of Rudy Maxa's World on PBS. Rudy, thanks so much for joining us on the Daily Standard podcast. Nice to be here. Thank you, Eric. That's it for today's Daily Standard podcast. Our sponsor is Dollar Shave Club, the smarter choice. No schlepping to the store where you either get a cheap disposable razor that gives you a cheap shave or you spend a fortune on razors with gimmicky shaving technology that you don't need. There's a special deal for Daily Standard listeners who join the Dollar Shave Club. You get $15 worth of blades and shave butter for just $5. That's a weighty handle plus four cartridges and a tube of shave butter. It's easy to order online. All you have to do to get this exclusive offer is go to dollarshaveclub.com slash weeklystandard. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash weeklystandard. Thanks so much for listening to the Daily Standard podcast. You can get all our podcasts at weeklystandard.com. Or better yet, subscribe at iTunes or Google Play. Go to either of those fine services and search for Weekly Standard. That way you'll never miss any of our podcasts, including the Crystal Clear podcast every Friday and the Confab with me, Eric Felton, every weekend. Catch you next time.